Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. I'm Sharon Hennepin. I'm a 25-year breast cancer survivor, certified life coach, and the author of Thriving Beyond Cancer. And I am Becky Olson. I've been battling some form of breast cancer or another over the last 23 years, and now it is advanced stage breast cancer. I'm also a motivational speaker and the author of The Hat That Saved My Life. Sharon and I are also the co-founders of Breast Friends. Yeah, and so today I'm going to do the inspirational moment, if you will. And I had an interesting conversation. My daughter's visiting from New York this week, and I had an interesting conversation with her. And it also reminded me of, um, I don't know if we have any Bachelorette fans or Bachelor (laughs) friends out there. One episode, I was done. (laughs) I know, I know. It's not for everybody, but oh, last night you would have loved it, Becky. They were they were visiting Greece, so you might have liked it last night because it was like Crete and Santorini, and oh my gosh, it was so gorgeous. It made me really, for sure, I want to go visit that. But anyway, (laughs) but but my point of this little inspirational moment was. A line that people in the house were telling this one particular participant, stay in your own lane. Hmm. Meaning, don't talk about everybody else. Just mind your own business and stay in your own lane. And, you know, this is your thing and that's our thing and stay in your own lane. So, and and that came to me yesterday because... Um, I've talked about my my daughter's uh, circumstances and where does her story end and my story start? So people will ask me, how's your daughter doing? You know, and I'm very open, unfortunately, (laughs) probably for her, for her, uh, you know, telling her story, basically. And so we had an interesting conversation about when is it really gossip? When is it really not appropriate to tell somebody's story, right? Ah. Um, And I found it an interesting conversation, and I haven't totally decided where her story ends or, or where mine starts, because being the mom of someone who's going through something serious, uh, you know, it is your story too. So I haven't completely come to grips with where it starts and where it ends, um, but it's an interesting thought because, again, what is my motivation for oversharing, <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> in some cases? Um, is it for attention? Uh, I don't think I'm a drama junkie, but we all know those people who tell gossip and tell stories and whatever for their own attention. And, and so I'm grappling with that. So I'm really kind of curious. What do you think, Becky, on that subject? Well, you know, as I'm sitting here listening to you tell that, I think that the thing that makes it a little bit more unique and maybe a little bit more 
difficult to assess is she's your daughter and you exactly. love her and she's part of you. It's not like you're telling, you know, um, Susie Smith's story that you don't even really know Susie Smith, but it's a great story, so let me tell it, you know, kind of thing. Right. You know, you're talking about someone you love deeply and dearly, and I know that what Chelsea's going through eats at your heart, you know. I mean, I know this. So yeah. so yeah. it's it's a little harder to stay in your own lane when you love your family. <laughs> you know? It is hard, but... <laughs> But to her point, you know, like my brother was over and mm-hmm. um, sh- she didn't tell him what she's going through. I had told him. Uh, and so well, there is that. nothing was mentioned, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the big elephant in the room, you know, nobody talks about it. So, again, it's it's not an easy topic, you know, because, again, I feel like I have some rights I guess or or need to be able to discuss this but yet at the same time really it's not my story so I'm I'm grappling with that so it's going to be an interesting topic I think for me in the future so but okay. maybe we should get on with our our yeah. uh, guests excited <laughs> well, to have interesting perspectives so thank yeah. you for sharing that absolutely absolutely so Valerie David is an actor playwright published writer and editor and she says her top accomplishment is being a three-time cancer survivor of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and breast cancer twice uh, Valerie is the creator of a multi-award winning one woman show, and I missed it, darn it, called The Pink Hulk, One Woman's Journey to Find the Superhero Within. So I'm so excited to hear more about this. She uses her show to help raise funds for breast cancer organizations, and in fact, she did a show right here in Portland with the proceeds coming to our organization, Breast Friends. So welcome, Valerie. Hi, thank you so much for having me, and thank you for all the wonderful work that you two are doing to help people, and I I congratulate you, you and and I'm in awe of both of you. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me on here. Thank you. Our pleasure. So, tell us about yourself. You know, where do you live, family, hobbies, that kind of stuff. Tell us a little bit more. Sure. I, I... was actually born in New York, and when uh, I was a kid, we moved to Richmond, Virginia, and then Virginia Beach, and I graduated high school from there, and then I got back to my roots to New York, and I attended the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, and that's what brought me back to New York, because I had the dream of performing and being an actress, and I wanted to live my dream, so I've been in Manhattan ever since. Wonderful. I've been loving yeah. it, and I, I love to cycle. I'm a bike marathon cyclist. I love musical theater and playing the piano and just was uh, uh, loving the arts. Sports? I was number 10 out of 10 on a tennis team. <laughs> <laughs> That's so okay. Well, you know, well, I'm glad you're not great at everything. <laughs> uh, you know, you know something, 
We do. And, and Valerie, I have to say, the first time I did the Komen race for the cure, I was going through cancer treatment. It was back in 1996. And back then, they gave everybody a little popsicle stick with your time as you're coming across the finish line. And I think I was, out of 38,000 people that year, I think I was number 37, 412 or something. <laughs> but you know wow. what? When I, when I got that stick and I crossed that finish line, I felt like I had just won that marathon. And I was so excited. Uh, <laughs> just doesn't matter how yeah. you finish. It's, it's, right. <laughs> right, exactly. It's it's the the thing is you cross the finish line and that's right. what's the most important thing. That's you know, exactly and I, right. I totally agree <laughs> with those marathon cyclists. Uh, it all the you know the little bit behind, but you know what? I keep going and going. Uh, the tortoise and the hare. <laughs> so the, yeah. the, that's what's the, important that you that, actually that sh- there. That you actually show up. So that's good. Exactly, and, and, and complete it and do it. And, and we all have our own way and our own path. <laughs> so when did you start yeah. your cancer journey? Well, that was, wow, it was, um, oh, and the other thing I wanted to mention, too, that I was so, um, which is why the, this became became the Pink Hole, because I've always been a writer as well, an editor. and. Oh. My cancer journey began, and it was finished with the pink Hulk. And that first cancer journey that is part of the pink Hulk is in uh, 1998. I had terrible chest pains, and I thought I pulled a muscle. because so I was like, oh, this is unusual, but it didn't go away. And I thought, well, maybe I better check it out. And I went to a doctor and explained I had very bad chest pains and it was hard to, a little bit hard to breathe. And it turned out that there was a mass in my chest and oh. it was non-Hodgkin's lymphoma that also uh, stage three and also had spread as well. And I was so grateful to those to Dr. Kruger, who was the first doctor, and then I was treated at Memorial Sloan Kettering by Dr. Carol Portlock. And luckily, I... I was 30 at the time, and I luckily was eligible to have a, a an advanced protocol where I had six months of chemo condensed into three. Oh, and wow. It was very, yeah. So it was, it was a little bit harder because it was condensed six months worth of chemo into three. However, it, it worked, and I am considered cured of lymphoma. And it was also what I got my strength from was that in 1951, my grandmother had lymphoma as well, and there was no chemo back then. She was one of the only people that survived in that group, uh, and wow. she was the only could one who survived when they only tell had us again. Tell, tell us again, what were the symptoms that you had of lymphoma? Because, you know, I, it's just something I don't know very much about. And Sharon, you may know more than I do. I just haven't not had it in my family at all. And I just, I'm not really sure. I guess I've had my hands full trying to keep track of all this cancer, this breast cancer stuff. But tell us again what the symptoms were and how you found it. Sure. The symptoms were chest pain and fatigue. It was interesting because one thing I'll never forget is that about three months earlier, my uh, best friends and I took a road trip to upstate New York and we went to Canada and I barely remember the trip. I was falling asleep. 
I, the girls were staying up talking. I was asleep. We went to Niagara Falls. I was asleep in the car. They said, Valerie, we're at the falls. I opened the car door, looked and said, I love these falls and fell right back to sleep. Oh, so wow. there was a lot of fatigue and something. They, they were so concerned that they actually all called me and said, we were worried about you. And mm-hmm. that was the first sign that, that something, but I thought, oh, maybe I'm just overexerting myself because I'm a very active person and rest is not in my vocabulary. <laughs> and so I thought that's what it might be. And then things started progressing where I started getting these really bad chest pains. And whenever I I had breathed, it was even more painful, and I could only mm-hmm. sleep on my stomach, uh, excuse me, on my um, back, because I was in so much pain. If I was on my side, I just felt these extreme pains. So what happened was there was a nine-centimeter tumor in my chest, and it wow. was pressing on nerves and uh, and was making it very hard to breathe. And I, I remember seeing a play with Uta Hagen, who's one of the uh, theater gurus. And uh, when I was seeing her two-person play, I remember just crying through it because I was in so much pain. And that's when I went to uh, my doctor and um, um, she referred me to Dr. Kruger and I credit both of them for for helping me because he took a chest x-ray and saw that that there was a mass. And then a a CAT scan showed that there was a tumor. And then when they biopsied the tumor, they realized that it was uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma stage 3 because it also spread to my abdomen area. That's crazy. There's so many weird coincidences. I had uh, gone to Turks and Caicos right before treatment with my boyfriend at the time, and uh, I found I flew back. When I flew back, there was a, a woman on the plane, and she said that she works at Sloan Kettering and as in the lymphoma department, and she ended up being my night nurse. Oh. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> While I was getting treatment, and I was, and so soon, soon after, I, I had her as a nurse, and it, it was a very difficult time because I was thirty, and I had always had rose-colored glasses, and I was like, oh, but cancer was not something I ever thought about at the age of thirty. No, you don't want to have really to think about it. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Hey, well, like, listen, yeah, kiddo, be, before we. Before we run out of the first break time, because I we amazing how fast the show goes, I'd like to ask you a question. Yeah. So you went through this initial diagnosis, and I know that was life changing. How did that, or did that, give you the the uh, idea to write the Pink Hulk? And how did that well, come to the, pass? The, sure. Well, uh, what happened was, I after lymphoma fifteen years later. In 2014, I felt a lump uh, under my armpit. I was taking off my sports bra, which, you know, is very hard to take off after a workout. And I was pulling on it and taking it off. And I happened to go, hmm, that's weird. As I was taking it off, I felt this lump. And the irony is that I was in Aruba 
uh, celebrating being cancer-free for 15 years of lymphoma, and a month later, I was back at Sloan Kettering uh, for being treated for breast cancer. And I went to get the lump checked, and the, uh, I, they said, you've got stage two breast cancer. And that was really hard because I didn't expect to have cancer again. It's like I checked that box. I've got cancer that once, okay, done, 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 yeah, done forever. Yeah, yeah, Don't want to have and to do then, it again. <laughs> and then having two different cancers. And then I had uh, chemo surgery and radiation and finished, that was in 2014, and I finished that in 2015. And then uh, I wrote the Pink Hulk right after that because I felt that I had a story to tell, and there were a lot of influences. I went to a uh, writing course at Omega with uh, Nancy Arany and Franny Faith, and this writing course really blossomed with the Pink Hulk. And I think when I got cancer the second time, I got angry, and, and and I think anger is a lot more powerful than fear. And I was like, what? Not again. And that's why the Hulk is the pink Hulk, because the pink is the ribbon of breast cancer, and green, the color of the Hulk, is the color of the lymphoma ribbon. So I felt oh. like the pink Oh, the that's Hulk interesting. Really know that. Yes, and I went to high school with Mark Ruffalo, and the night that I was diagnosed with breast cancer, breast cancer, I had emailed him and said, I'm so angry that I have cancer again. I could be your uh, Hulk counterpart, but my color would be pink. <laughs> so <laughs> there was a lot of um, influence. It was just it was so crazy, but who knew? And yeah. so then I wrote the Pink Hulk <laughs> and was for three years I've been touring it internationally and really connecting with audiences, and it's been a wonderful journey. Then in 2018, I had those same chest pains, and Uh-oh. I was at a writing retreat, and this is such a lesson for all of us to listen to our bodies and to listen to that inner voice and that intuition, and I knew something was wrong, and I called the, uh, my, um, I was in survivorship at the time and I called the doctor in survivorship and I spoke with their office and I literally said, Becky and Sharon, I said, I have cancer again. I just Mm -hmm. know I do. And Uh. I said, I have these pains and they're like, Oh no, 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 you, you know, I'm sure it's a pulled muscle. And I actually said, I'd like to think so, but I'm sure it's cancer. And I never, you know, sometimes we just know, you know, as much as we want to hear and believe those words, I am cancer free. Woohoo. Um, we know, you know, you, you get that same symptom, you get that same thing over again, and there's just something in your soul that just tells you, here we go again. And I mm-hmm. I get that. I've had that battle myself just a few times. Listen, Keto, we're going to go out to break, um, but when we come back, we're going to pick up some more about, you know, the goals of the Pink Hulk and how do you define the superhero within. I'm really curious about that. So stay tuned. We will be Thanks. back in a minute. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. 
Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. For Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio, visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking with Valerie David about her one woman show, The Pink, excuse me, The Pink Hulk. So tell me your goals around when, when you started writing The Pink Hulk. What, what, what was the point you were trying to get out there? Well, with the writing of The Pink Hulk, what I wanted to do was inspire people to find their inner superhero, which means fighting back any adversity in life and finding that inner strength besides being surrounded by your friends and family and supportive network is that we have to have the strength inside ourselves to fight back. I wanted to inspire and to give hope to people that, that no matter what happens in life, fight back and there's always hope and to never, ever, ever give up, and which is something I did not do is I did not give up. And when I was diagnosed again in 2018 with stage four metastatic breast cancer with the bone metastases, I had, that's when I was with Breast Friends. And the day the show opened in Portland, uh, I was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer that morning that I was going to a tech rehearsal. And you kept it all to yourself. Oh, my heavens. The whole time. And I I said to myself, the show must go on. And no matter what happens, you have to keep going. And that's what I did in Colk, especially in Portland, knowing that I had a stage four metastatic breast cancer diagnosis and not knowing what was going to happen until I got back to New York and um, met with my doctors Uh. for treatment options. Wow. So this is a lesson to say to yourself, and this is why the pink Hulk is even more impactful, is because we can't give up. 
and no matter what happens, we must keep going, and the show must go on, and it did. And I kept performing the Pink Hulk uh, with cancer, also in um, Vermont. When I got back, uh, I did a mini-tour at Virginia Beach, and I had revealed that I had my stage four diagnosis because I did rewrites of the show in Virginia Beach, my hometown, with all my friends and family uh, uh, there. And um, what happened with that is that shortly after I had divulged that information saying, you know what, at the end of the show, I said I was uh, someone who had cancer two times. Now I have it three times. And I'm going to, and I put on a cape and I said to the audience, I'm going to fight back just like I did the two times before. <laughs> and and uh, the pink Hulk exists. The pink Hulk persists. Stay tuned because I knew my story was going to continue. And then Absolutely. I did the same ending in uh, March in New York. And then a little while later, I found out that the medication I was on had, had worked and that I have no evidence of disease from this Ooh, medication. Yay! That's, with no chemo, no surgery, or no radiation. And okay, so selfish, now, selfish question. Story, that's Verzenio, that's right? Are you on Verzenio? Right. That was Verzenio mm-hmm, with an aromatase inhibitor of lecithal. Yeah. And the combination with those two drugs uh, 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 has made me now have no evidence of disease. There's the cancer is you, not. You are my goal, path. my dear. <laughs> that's, that's the Thank drug I'm you. on right and, now, and exactly. um, I'm I'm not on the aromatase inhibitor because we've already kind of exceeded all of that. But they, I just I'm on a higher dose of Rosenio, and I'm I'm hopeful that I'm going to have the same result as you and we're not just going to slow progress but we're going to reverse it and I think that you know like you said never lose hope and I'm you know there's there's a lot of promise out there with this drug not only this one but other ones coming up along absolutely let me ask you a question before we run out of time again (laughs) um so as you've been performing this pink hulk one woman show all over the country and over the years how has the show evolved and how has your role as a performer of your own story evolved? I, that's a wonderful question. With the Pink Hulk, and I, I was first, the funny thing is, is that I, I, it's a very uh, intimate show. And the first time I ever did it, um, uh, my director at the time, Patrick Lewis, said to me, because I did the show and I wouldn't look at the audience, <laughs> and he's like, uh, Valerie, you need to look at the audience. It is helpful. I'm not looking at the audience. I'm terrified. And now I can't, I can't wait to see the audience. And I, I prefer venues where I feel like we're at a, a table having a coffee and we have mm-hmm. this intimate setting. And I think that's changed because I... I love having the audience and I love talking to them as if I'm talking to my best girlfriend, you know, at, at, at a coffee shop. And the other thing is that that is really evolved with the show is that I have talkbacks after performances. And that's also where the magic happens, where I get to interact with the audience and hear stories. And it's really been really been one of the greatest joys of my life. I've met people from all over the world, made friends with people. I'm going back to Sweden um, and since I've made a lot of friends there and gotten to another festival there nice. and just nice. one of one of the many favorite places that I've been 
And I think that the the important part with um, the show is that it has been connecting with audience, not just with people with cancer, because it's living life on your terms. And that's mm-hmm. a universal message of hope and it's empowerment. A, and exactly. people have been giving me gifts after the show uh, I've gotten and, and I utilize them as part of the set. A woman in Sweden said to me, um, I, you know, I had a, a cousin that died of, of cancer and I am so moved by your show. She gave me pink sunglasses that I now use <laughs> in my show when I recreate Aruba the, uh, where I, um, that's part of the show. And someone gave me a giant stuffed globe and was crying and saying, you need to, 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 this represents your having to tell your story all over the world. And, um, uh, there was, it's, it's just been amazing. Uh, One woman who was going through treatment after the show, she started to cry and she said, I want you to keep going. I want you to keep doing this. You're helping so many people. And she's like, I want you to have this. And she gave me a bracelet. Um, it's just been, I, uh, people have just, it's just this, been this overwhelming outpouring of, of, of love that, that's inspiring me. And I think that's what's helping, um, uh, get them, get the message out is, is that there's so much, um, uh, interaction with the audience that it's a real personal show and that's what makes it so special that I, I talk directly to the audience and, and I get so much from them. And while I was going through this stage four diagnosis, the show actually healed me. I really believe that. I feel like the Pink Hulk kept me going as Valerie David, the person, and as Valerie David, the actress, she wants to help other people. So it's interesting how art, life imitates art, where I feel like doing the show while I was having cancer and, and taking these medications, which I'm still on, uh, the Virginia Letrozole, that it kept me going in the darkest time because I, I was I was afraid and the Hulk isn't afraid, right? The Hulk right. is powerful. The Hulk has an inner strength that's not going to let them stop you, you know, from doing and living your life. And that's yeah. how I, I have feel. A, I have a question right for you. That it, we have to it, live our life. I have a question not on our list, um, but I just want to find out from you, what do you think is the most um, heartfelt comment that you've ever received from someone who watched the show and how it changed their life? What? Can you, does that, oh, thank you. I That's know I'm putting you on question. the spot because I never, we didn't tell no, you I was going to no. ask you that, but, but what sure, do you think? There's, um, a, there was a show in, um, um, in Baltimore at Charm City Festival and there was a woman in the front row named Danielle who was going through treatment and I knew she had been going through treatment because, um, she didn't have hair and she was crying through the scene where I talked about the hair loss. And, and I knew, I knew that. Uh, and after the show, she came up to me and she said, you know, Valerie, your show is motivating me to fight my own cancer. And then about four months later, she contacted me cause she was starting radiation cause at the time she was going through chemo. And she said um, to me that, uh, I'm starting radiation today and I'm thinking about your show and I want you to send me your Hulk powers. 
and yeah. and, and yeah. now she is cancer free, and Yay. I was so happy for her. And I I watched her last day. She was live on Facebook ringing the bell of that last bell that she finished her treatment, and my aunt had passed away from breast cancer, and she gave me this angel pen, and I gave it to Danielle. Oh, um, that's a very I, sweet story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sounds I mean, like, I mean, obviously your your show is speaking volumes to women who are going through a similar um, situation, and you were accepted into 24 different uh, theater festivals. Oh, actually, 26 in the le- different festivals. Woo, all right, even more. <laughs> and, and, and so you've won, and you've won multiple awards. So what do you think? were some of the main reasons for this? I mean, I can I could probably answer the question just from some of your comments that you've made, but I'm really curious what you think. Yeah, I think that it's really connecting because of a variety of reasons and and one of them is that I I I give I use a lot of humor in the show and that's what you know, it's not a doom and gloom show. It's an uplifting show. And I think what separates my show is the humor. And and on a side note with that is that I, I, I ended up having a lumpectomy and I thought I was going to get a mastectomy and I was so afraid about losing my um, uh, identity as a woman and, and my sexuality as a woman. And so I, I was afraid and I started to call guys that I dated and I'm like, Oh, do you want to meet up? Because <laughs> um, I, I was so afraid about losing the girls, uh, you know, uh, as they say. And, and, you know, I, and it's a lot of, it's funny because guys were like, uh, no, I'm not going to meet up with you. <laughs> you know, like, uh, nope. And, and, but the, and then my tagline is come see if I have a happy ending. <laughs> and right, so right, that's, right. that's what, the thing is that I use humor and I also, it's been connecting with men and women because I've had um, um, husbands come up to me and say, you know, your show has helped me see what my wife is going through. Oh, and that's wonderful. I, and, yeah. and the fact that I had lymphoma and breast cancer, that it's a cancer that strikes both men and women and we know breast cancer strikes men as well. And so I think that talks about topics that we don't normally talk about, like losing our identity as a woman and fighting mm-hmm. that back for that and early menopause and not being able to have children because of menopause and all of this, this, the permanent side effects that happen, the scars and everything like that. It, that it, it's, and, but it's celebrating life. It's, it's, that's what the Pink Hulk is about, is celebrating life. And I think right. it's been connecting with audiences because it's living life on your terms. And the feedback from the show, from the talkbacks, has, has been so inspiring to me as well. And I think, what again, the, the two main ingredients are humor and honesty. And I, and I think that is also resonating with people because they, in Sweden, when I did a talkback, the women said that that we're not a, an Oprah society. We don't really talk about our feelings, and you're you touched on many subjects that that people don't talk about about yeah. you know feeling am I going to be a different person or less than a woman if I have yeah. a mastectomy or a lumpectomy? Am I going to be less of a person because of this cancer? And I'm exactly. saying no, you're not. 
you are a full person and, and whether you have cancer or not, you have to believe in yourself and find that inner superhero to help you conquer any adversity in life. Very true. Very, very true. So, so what, what were your coping mechanisms to get through all of that uncertainty? I think that's the part. I mean, luckily, we have some amazing drugs that are really doing some fabulous things, reversing progression and all of these things. But at the same time, we have to get mentally like ready and, you know, be able to deal with all this stuff. So what were your coping mechanisms? Uh, coping mechanisms were having a first a wonderful support group and a wonderful medical team and also writing, journaling. Uh, I, when I had um, breast cancer, when I had the first time in 2014-15, I had been on, in an improv group, and I never stopped performing, even when I had cancer. And I would have put a scarf on my head, and I would go perform um, for at one place in particular, the American Cancer Society Hope Lodge, and it was so inspiring to perform with cancer in front of those with cancer. And I think doing the, the arts really helped me writing, watching funny movies, uh, some mm-hmm. like it hot, right? Humor. Favorite yeah, movies. humor. Yes, Obviously, humor, humor is a biggie right it. there. Yeah, uh-huh. that makes complete yes, sense. Yes, I think the biggest, yes. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. So what, what advice would you give others um, going through something similar to this? First and foremost, I feel it is it is so important to ask for help. And I know that that's a hard thing to do because, you know, we feel like, oh, we don't want to bother people with with this and this is too much for our friends and family to handle. But I feel like the most important thing is to reach out and seek help from your family and friends, seek professional help as well, uh, which I had done and continue to do since I'm still going to be uh, taking medication for life and the and then you know, just surrounding yourself with a, a great network of people having creative outlets for writing um, and whatever you know you love to do whether it's playing tennis even though I'm not the greatest tennis player just doing things keeping up the normalcy and keep doing things uh, in your life that bring you pleasure before, keep doing those things and don't let anything stop you. And I think that's really important. Figuring out what brings you joy. I'm sure that's a biggie. Well, we we have to take a short break. So stay with us and we'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. 
For Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio, visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back to our program. We've been talking with Valerie David about her one-woman show, The Pink Hulk. So it's it seems, I don't know if anybody has seen uh, Menopause Musical, but I've seen it like four times. <laughs> <laughs> you took me to it once. <laughs> I did, I did. And I just remember, uh, as Valerie's talking about how important that humor was. I mean, obviously, menopause is a big, <clears throat> excuse me, a big topic. And sometimes you do have to laugh <laughs> because that's about all that, all that you can do, right? That's a, that's about all you have control over at the time. But um, I just want just to to find out from Valerie uh, another thing that makes your show unique because it's regarding a topic of cancer. That's a pretty serious topic, right? Um, so mm-hmm. tell me, tell me how what really makes it unique for you? Well, I think what makes it unique is, uh, again, we had talked earlier about the humor. And right. I think that um, tackling subjects that are not talked about. And I think the other thing that about the pink hole that, that I'm utilizing as another outlet is that it's also a teaching tool uh, as well. I had um, Kathy Bacon had brought me to Rhode Island College and I did a special performance for the nursing department and uh, as a teaching tool and an educational tool and sensitivity training. And the nurses who saw the show afterwards said, I feel like I'm going to be a better nurse now because you have walked me through the steps of, of what it's like to be a cancer survivor and beyond. And I, I love that. What, yes, and that's what also is unique about the show because... I take people through a journey that there's a radiation scene and I take them in the radiation room with me going through the radiation as I'm going through it. And then that's finding that Hulk wear uh, power to, 
to go through that radiation, which for me was the hardest part of the treatment because you're by yourself and alone and no one's allowed to be in the room with you. So here you are with these giant machines and this the radiation was very overwhelming for me. And I, I walk people through and but, but with no fear, but with resilience and fighting back. And that's a very big turning point for the show. Also in the show, I have a bike marathon and, uh, and this is true story that I, after I finished chemo surgery and radiation in February of 2015, in May of that year, you know, about, about, about two and a half months, I completed a 40 mile bike marathon right after treatment. And then a a few months later that year, I did 50 miles at the New York Century Tour, um, and I did two different bike marathons. So I feel that it is, I'm I'm not talking the talk, Becky and Sharon, I'm walking the walk. I'm living proof that you can survive, you can survive adversity in life. And And we mentioned the breakthrough medications that the advancements in medicine are happening every day and I am proof of those medications that, that they are working and they are helping us uh, survive and I do have side effects and they're minimal and with the side effects you learn to deal with them as well and and, and I also don't sugarcoat being you know I talk about ha ha cancer funny However, on the flip side of the show, it'll make you laugh and it'll make you cry uh, because I take you through a journey and I don't sugarcoat, you know, what's happening to me. But I also, in in the same token, provide that humor and that inspiration for people to keep going. You know, it's very impactful. I'm sure. And I, you know, I love what you're saying here. This kind of reminds me just a little bit of a man that I met. um, He works for a company that sells radiation equipment and they're it's a global based company and uh, I had been speaking at one of their um, conferences down in in um, where was that San Antonio I guess and I was talking kind of like you were saying you know you give people the the visual of what it's like to be through you know going through radiation in my case I wasn't speaking to patients I was speaking to the technicians the technologists who provide the radiation service and my goal was to teach them how to be maybe a little bit more compassionate from the patient's perspective because they to them it's a job and and I know there are very compassionate people but it's you do it you know 20 times a day it just becomes a it's routine and one of the gentlemen that I met during that called me later and told me that when he got back home to his his um, office, his headquarters, he actually went down into the basement where they house all those machines and he climbed up on one of them and he laid on the bed and he looked, looked up at all the buttons just to get a sense of what that must feel like from a cancer survivor perspective. Mm-hmm. And wow. when he told me he did that, my heart soared, you know, and you know you're making a difference when you get that kind of a response. So good for you for taking people, not just telling them about the journey, but taking them on the journey so they can they can right. see it with you. I think it's I think it's really critical Thank that that people can see you. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you can see it, I'm you can feel it. it. Yeah. Exactly. And 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 turning things around the wedge that I used for the 
for the radiation, uh, the protection wedge. I actually had all the technicians sign it. Good. Good <laughs> for you. <laughs> and that's so, the nice. show. So, Valerie, what's next for you and Pink Hulk, and, and what are your future goals? Because I don't want to run out of time, and I want to talk a little bit about how people can reach you. So let's kind of go down that oh. path right now. Is, you know, What's next for you, and what's next for Pink Hulk? Is it oh, going to carry you. on? Again, thank you both. You inspire me, both of you, and thank you for sharing your journeys with everyone as well. Um, oh, and uh, the, what's next for the Pink Hulk, I'm very excited. I'm going back to Sweden. I'm going to the Stockholm Fringe Festival in September, performing the show and also having talkbacks as well uh, after every performance and um, and raising money for a cancer organization, which I do for performances. And I was so honored to raise funds for Breast Friends, and you you all are just are just the most amazing group. Oh, and I'm going to the Power of Words. Oh, thank you. Uh, the Power of Words Conference in Arizona where I'm doing a workshop and motivational uh, workshop on fighting back adversity and doing segments of the show. And then I'm so excited. I have an off-Broadway run October Ooh! 8th to October 13th, yay, uh, in, um, in Manhattan. And I'm very excited for that. And uh, and at, in these in these um, venues, I'm going to be introducing that I do uh, that I that the medicines uh, did work, and I uh, do have a new ending. I've had three endings of the pink Hulk. I've had to do rewrites again now, saying that there's no evidence of disease. And then I'm going to Richmond at the uh, Jewish Community Center there to do the show. And then I'm going to do a show again in November for Actors Equity for a cancer discrimination uh, workshop uh, as well because what my future goals are, which ties into the November performance, and I also have performances that are in the works for 2020 as well, uh, that the future goals is to, um, are to uh, help people and be, increase my patient advocacy work. For instance, I, one of the times I was diagnosed, uh, I had gotten a phone call while I was, I was at work, and the woman on the phone while I was at work says, you have cancer, and I was like, uh, and I went to a conference room and I said, ma'am, you need to ask the patient first uh, before you tell them if they are, if they're able to talk, because this is right in the middle of the work day with all my coworkers around me. Oh and God. I said, you, you know, and she said, I learned something new today. I said, first you should ask someone, are you at a place yeah. that could talk rather than blurt out? Yeah, well, it's cancer. Uh, and uh, so uh. something like that to be a patient advocate. And also, um, I had researched the drug, um, Virginia, which is very interesting. I worked on its ad campaign not knowing I would be on the drug eight months later. And I had asked for the drug when I was given another drug, and my doctor honored my request. So it's being very vocal uh, about your advocacy and you are your best advocate. I'd like to go to more conferences and do the similar work that the wonderful work that you two have been doing and traveling uh, to talk about your cancer experiences and what we can do to fight back and, uh, and help people and educate as well the health 
industry, the doctors, the nurses, the uh, uh, healthcare providers, and I, that's really what I would like to do as well with still performing the show and adding on the fact that that I'd like to do uh, more patient advocacy. The other thing with the Pink Hulk and what I have been doing and want to continue to do is whenever I travel to a city, I get there earlier to try to have community engagement activities such as um, I do. I did a, a writing workshop in Virginia Beach for the high school students. When I was in Sweden, I did an improv group, which was really exciting because English is not their first language. Uh, mm. So I was wondering, how is the improv workshop going to go? And it was one of the best workshops. I've ever had, That's uh, awesome. and I think the other thing, yeah, it was wonderful. And that, and and I, I, the one of the awards that I had been honored to get, which was probably one of the most significant awards, is I got the Wow Award in Sweden for uh, inspiring awe in the audience, and and that, and again, English is not their first language, so the fact that it won an award shows that the show translates internationally as well. And that's good, because this is a global audience listening to you right now, so. (laughs) Exactly. We have about 20,000 people listening to our shows on demand every month, so, and they're coming from all over the globe, so that's really exciting. Well, kiddo, we're out of time, so um, I wanted to make sure that people know how to get in touch with you if they want to either buy tickets to the Pink Hulk show if they want to know more about what's coming up with you and your scheduling how can they reach you and do this one quickly please of course um, people can reach me at pinkhulkplay at gmail.com I'm on Facebook at Pink Hulk Play, and um, I have a website at pinkhulkplay I'm sorry pinkhulkplay.com the email is pinkholdplay at gmail.com, and my mm-hmm. handle at Facebook is pinkholdplay.com. So pinkholdplay.com, pinkholdplay at gmail, and pinkholdplay uh, at Facebook. And please, you know, everyone reach out to me. And if you all who are listening have any ideas about how to bring my show to you, you know, let me know. I, I, it's all, all, all props are in a one suitcase. I'm very, uh, I'm very uh, frugal. adjustable <laughs> okay, to cool. any venue. Cool. Uh, so yeah. So if there's anyone out there who has any ideas to for me to come to you, feel free. And I I can't thank you enough for having me on Good. this radio show. It's Good. a true honor. Good. Well, this show will be uploaded to our archives in about an hour or so, and then it will live there forever. But you can also it's also pushed out to every major podcast. Um, platform. So whether you use Stitcher or iHeart or whoever knows what, um, just go to your favorite platform and type in Breast Friends Podcast and our whole subscription service comes up. Make sure you subscribe and make sure you you score us and comment. So those are the things that keep us keep us in the forefront. And the one thing that's nice is we did get um, recognized by women.com, women.com as being one of the top five podcasts for breast cancer in the world, which is very cool. So anyway, with that, uh, we will be back next week. And until then, remember, there is always hope, and we are here to help you find it. Yes, and thank you for your inspiration, and I hope to do a book as well, And because uh, you guys inspire me, and, and thank you, and Breast Friends is wonderful. Breast Friends thank is you. your best friend, what <laughs> 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 I meant to say earlier, so thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's a true honor.
Thank you. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hannafin and Becky Olson again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. There is always hope and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america health and wellness channel for more information about our network 